Let's pray. Let's prepare. Well, Father, we just come before you, Lord, and we know that, Lord, um, your word is true. Lord God, your gifts, Lord God, that you've given us are freely, Father God, and we thank you, Father God, that you would just pour, just empty me out, and Lord, every word that I say, Father, let it be unto your glory, Lord, and that just it would reach into our hearts, Lord God. I just pray that, Father, even as I'm up here, Lord, right now, Lord, as I speak, that you would minister to myself, did you administer to ladies? I just believe that you have a word specific for certain people who have even been asking, Lord God, for an answer about something. It's not even related to this message, Lord God. I just I believe that, Lord, you have a specific word for some people. And so we thank you. We receive your word, and we just pray over this message in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, first of all, I'm not going to be praying about... I'm not going to be teaching about the baptism of the Holy Spirit and the gifts because that would be a whole series. That would be an awesome series to do, but um, and it would take way more than 20 minutes, and that's all I have. But my assignment is to talk to you about praying in the Spirit specifically, and I'm going to assume that if you go to Cornerstone that you understand that we believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit and the gifts that he gives us. And if you didn't know that, Discover Your Church is on April 23rd. <laughs> it's a good place to, to, to begin. I have to say that when I first got to this church, I was very ignorant, and I didn't know for a long time about that. So it's a good place to start. And... Um, and, you know, maybe the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you don't know a lot about it, or you're curious about tongues, about some of the other giftings. You know, hopefully after this teaching, you'll know a little bit more. Um, I think a lot of these women in this room are pretty mature, but we did. I did bring a CD that Pastor Rick did a teaching on about 15 years ago. Fast forward about six tracks, because this is when we used to put songs on the tracks, and there is one of the tracks is everybody singing happy birthday to Carol. <laughs> it's pretty cute because Pastor Rick is singing very off key. And this is going to be on podcast, so I hope he doesn't listen to me. Anyway, but maybe, you know, maybe this subject actually is touchy for you because some of us have seen people who abuse this gift. And you or maybe just the strange language that you know people speak or even that comes out of your own mouth it kind of freaks you out because you're not in control of what your mouth is doing but you know whether it's a bad experience or just the inability to wrap our minds around what's happening um you know sometimes because of that we avoid the awesome third person of the trinity you know i read a book one time that said that um, the Holy Spirit is like your strange cousin, Eddie. You love him, he's family, but you just don't know what to do with him, <laughs> how to relate to him. Sometimes it feels that way, and we un unfortunately, I think unknowingly, we put him in the corner because of that. But I think we need to focus on one thing. It's really important, that I believe, that we need to hear today is that the Holy Spirit was given to us, to you and I. It says in Acts, before the 3,000 were baptized in the Holy Spirit, and 
all spoke in tongues, Peter states the promise of the Holy Spirit was given to us, to our children, and all who were afar off. And in all four Gospels, <clears throat> the, it was written that Jesus was introduced as our Savior, our Lamb, and that he would baptize us. It goes together. He's not just our Savior and our Lamb, but he would baptize us with his Spirit. And he asked the Father, he said, I will give, he asked the Father, I will give you another helper. Some translations say the comforter, the advocate. Um, you know, we can be confident that the Holy Spirit is not disruptive. Because words like comforter and advocate, those aren't, those aren't words that are disruptive or disrespectful, um, but rather gracious. And so... As I said, it wasn't teaching about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, but I wanted to make sure that we had an. It was important that we have, a, you know, acknowledge who the Holy Spirit is to us in our lives, and that He's our helper, and why praying in the Spirit is so important in your prayer life and in in your spiritual walk. Um, my Spirit-filled Bible says that praying in the Spirit is not for the purpose of a sign or a proof or a superior relationship with God that tongues are given to the believer. It's not a level up. <laughs> it's, it's not like you graduated. It is for the enlarged worship and prayer and personal strengthening in the things of the Spirit. Such are neither selfish nor inappropriate, as Jude 20 asserts that this is essential for the believer to edify himself. So your first fill-in is that praying in the Spirit builds and strengthens our faith. So as Jude 20 says, But beloved, building yourself up in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. And in 1 Corinthians 14.4, it says, He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, but he who prophesies edifies the church. So this is for us. Edif but edification means to strengthen. To The gift of tongues were given to strengthen us. Turn to your neighbor and say, this gift is for you. For every single one in this room. It draws, the, 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 the <clears throat> praying in the spirit draws us even closer to him. And as you're closer to him, it builds your faith. I mean, the closer that we get to him, the more full of his Holy Spirit. So it's the fullness of his Holy Spirit as we draw closer and we're built up and, and strengthened. In Acts, it says that they were all filled and all began to speak in other tongues. And as the Holy Spirit gave them utterance. Um, and this was the first gift that was given in the upper room. And it was to build their faith. I mean, think about what they just went through, right? And right after the evidence that it built up their faith, was right after this, Peter gets up in front of this huge crowd. You know Peter, the one that stuck his foot in his mouth all the time? I can totally relate to him at times. But he got up and he started preaching. He started boldly preaching. And he spoke. He was, he was testifying of Old Testament. I mean, he's a fisherman. I was thinking about this. He's a fisherman and he was uh, quoting scripture. Here we go, right? And it says that as he spoke to these 3,000, and he's preaching to them, that all of them received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So it built his faith, and, and they were all added to the kingdom that day. So as we pray in the Spirit, 
we start to believe for things that we couldn't believe for before. And number two, you are speaking directly. When we pray in the Spirit, we are speaking directly to God and able to pray according to his will. It says in Romans 8, 26, 27. Likewise, the Spirit also helps us in our weaknesses, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. He's, he's able to intercede for us beyond ourselves. And so in 1 Corinthians 14.2 it also says, For if you have the ability to speak in tongues, you will be talking only to God. Since people won't be able to understand you, you will be speaking by the power of the Holy Spirit but it will be all mysterious. So when you pray in the Spirit, you're speaking totally to him. A direct line. Think about that. That's a direct line. It's like one of those cans that you have to your ear. You know, you're speaking directly to God. There is no break in the line. It's directly to him. And as we know, the Father, his will for us is good. So you're praying his perfect will as you're praying in, in, in the Spirit. But the, the one key word here is, you are to pray in agreement with, right? Well, when we're praying in the Spirit, we don't have to disagree. We don't know what we're saying, right? So in agreement is important. How many times do we even pray and doubt pops into our mind? How many times do we pray and we pray only according to what we think is possible? We are a little box, Right? Or we pray, I mean, I, I've done that so many times, I think he laughs at me. But I think the biggest one I, I thought about while I was preparing for this lesson is how many times do we pray, we know what we should pray for, like, Lord, please bring my family member to their knees so that they will know who you are. But what's going to bring them to their knees, right? That's a scary prayer. How many times do we need to pray that prayer and we truly don't want to. We're fighting against it, right? So when we pray in the spirit, we don't have to wrestle. And sometimes we don't we just don't have words. Sometimes we just don't know how to pray. So, you know, our heavenly language, we don't have to understand it. We we can just speak and know that the Lord knows our hearts and he knows what's good for us and what's best. I uh I think he wants us to also remember in 1 Corinthians 12, 1 through 3, he assures us that we are not speaking some, this is God we're speaking to. It says, dear, now dear brothers and sisters, regarding your question about the special abilities that the Spirit gives us, don't, you, I don't want you to misunderstand this. You were pagans, right? And you were led astray, swept along with speechless idols, so I want you to know that no one speaking by the Spirit of God will curse Jesus, and no one say Jesus is Lord. The enemy would love to tell you every day of the week that when you pray in the Spirit that you are speaking, you're not saying anything. Or when I first got my spiritual language, I was so ignorant. I didn't read the Scripture, and I thought I was possessed by something other than the Holy Spirit. It scared me. So he wants us not to be ignorant and understand that, and his word is true. So we know that he can, when Paul assures us of this, we know that we are speaking directly to and not 
cursing Jesus. But in 1 Corinthians 2, 10 through 12, it talks about the natural man. We can't understand the spirit of God. We just can't. We can't wrap our brain around him. And, and our flesh gets in the way. Um, only spirit can discern spirit. And let's face it. The flesh always wants something. That is why I am 30 pounds overweight. <laughs> or more. Whatever. Really, the flesh always is desiring something. And unfortunately, if we indulge our flesh, it can overpower our, our spirit. I know this morning I really wanted to finish my cup of coffee, and I said, Holy Spirit, please help me, because I'm really trying to get off of caffeine. It's not good for me. It's been causing me issues. And he helped me. I walked away. But it says in here that in James 40, excuse me, there's no James 40. James 4, James 4, I was thinking about the coffee, okay? James 4, 2 through 3, it says, We ask, but we ask amiss because we want to spend it on our own pleasures. Our flesh wants what it wants. But when we pray in the Spirit, we can bypass the flesh and pray according to the will of the Father. Doesn't that feel like, that's refreshing to me to know that. Because I, I can tell you, my flesh sometimes, it just totally gets in the way. When we pray according to the will of the Father, we have the promise of receiving. Because in John 5, 14 and 15, it says, Now, this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we've asked of him. We know we're praying according to his spirit. We know that we have the assurance of receiving it. So you ask, well, why can't I, why is it, praying in the spirit so important why can't we just always pray in English or whatever language you speak because our minds are unfruitful that's another really good reason I mean I have the hardest time paying attention and I am limited in my wisdom we all are and praying in the spirit is way more effective because we can go beyond ourselves and our limits the number three reason when we pray in the spirit we receive his power and his, floor, his authority, and it will flow. In Ephesians 6.18, it says, Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. So in Ephesians, we put on armor, right? And the, we start this armor. He's telling us, let me back up. He tells us to put on the armor. Why? So we know how to stand in the Lord and the power of his strength. And his might, not ours. So we stand in the power of the Lord, right? Well, the first thing you put on when you when you put on your armor is you put on you gird your waist with truth. You will not be able to stand up straight without core strength. If anybody's taken Pilates, they know that the core is is it has to be strong in order to do those exercises. And we have all kinds of back problems and issues in this life because a lot of times our core strength's not strong. So the Lord wants us to gird ourselves with truth because it will help us to stand straight up in the Lord. And that ends with that whole armor, how you're putting it on. The end is 
we in the power of his might and his spirit. Praying in our spiritual language not only builds up our faith, it aligns us with his will, but it empowers you and positions you firmly in his truth. So in the upper room, and, and why that's also an overflow into the church. You know, in the upper room, he breathed on them life. And our bodies need life. And we are the body of Christ. And we need to be able to be positioned so that we can breathe his life into others. We pray in the spirit so we can be positioned for those miracles and we can pray for others with his strength and his understanding. And the overflow of, of his spirit, it talks about that in, in uh, 2 Corinthians 3, 1 through 5, I'm not going to read it, but it talks about us being Christ's epistle. You know, not with ink, by, but by the spirit of the living God. The word also states that we're not sufficient in ourselves. And we need to be able to work and walk in the power of his might. Not by my power, but by the power of the Holy Spirit. Um, The manifestations of the gifts, it says in 1 Corinthians 12, it says they were given for profit for all. And although praying in tongues is personal, the word says that we are also to pray and ask for interpretation. For it would profit and, and for the profit and edification of others. So in John 15, 26 and 27, when the helper comes, his spirit given to us will help us testify of him. So we need him in every area. I remember about, um, in, in order to, to help the, and edify and help others, I remember um, when I just started um, praying for other people in prayer room. One time they called me up to the front of the church and said, okay, we're going to pray and, and we're going to baptize people in the Holy Spirit. So, of course, they said, you are going to ha- baptize people in the Holy Spirit. I thought, me? No, not me. And the Holy Spirit immediately said to me, pray over them in your ho- heavenly language. Well, I can do that. So I'm praying over this woman, and her husband was standing nearby, and i praying, and I, I just was praying in the Spirit. And I don't know what I was saying, but it was good. And I started singing in the Spirit, and I was like, singing really good. It was really awesome. And all of a sudden, the woman started going down, and the man didn't even know what to do. He, I, And it must have been the Holy Spirit, because I opened my eyes and caught her at the same time, right? I'm praying over her. Matter of fact, I saw him not too long ago, about, I don't know, a couple months ago, and he, he was at California Fish Grill down the street, and he goes, do you remember the time? I'm like, yes, I remember very well. He goes, I'm so glad you caught my wife. Because then I would have had to pray over her for healing or resurrection. And it would have been me. It would have been the Holy Spirit. He knew exactly what she needed, her spirit needed to hear. And so that that's his desire for us, to fill us, to to empower us, to, you know, just the fullness of him enables us to walk in that grace that we were just hearing about. His, that fullness enables us to walk in the freedom of grace. There's freedom in grace. And, and worthy of the callings on our lives. You know, when we said yes to Jesus, I think most of us in this room didn't know what we were getting into, did we? You know, I, I, uh, we didn't know that we were going to really need and be dependent upon the Holy Spirit to walk this out, did we? I, I just know that 
let's be honest, because Christianity is not easy. Living this life following Jesus is not an easy thing. Matter of fact, I heard a writer say, Christianity is not a pleasure cruise. If anything, it's more like a battleship. So I started thinking about a battleship. And so think about a battleship. It's not made, it's, it's not sleek, it's not fast moving, right? It's not made for luxury. Um, it's made for durability and strength. It's, you know, it's made to carry people, gas, ammunition, And let's face it, the mere fact that it's a battleship, you're going to get shot at. I thought about that. I was like, hmm. And so as a Christian, you're a target. And the enemy's going to shoot at you. Because that's what what he he sees. Oh, she's a Christian. But he can shoot at you, but without the Holy Spirit, you're not going to stay afloat. Without his power, you won't be able to do that. And the Holy Spirit is like the gas that you need to carry others, you know. We need to go long, be able to carry people long ways sometimes. And the Holy Spirit is also the ammo that we need to fight the enemy. And the Holy Spirit, he will be our guidance system. Because we're praying according to his will, not ours. That's his guidance system. And so... I think we really need to allow him to work in our lives in an agreement with his will because the paths that God takes us down, they're not always easy. And they're not in smooth waters, you know, on that ship, which is what our flesh wants, smooth. We were just talking about contentment over here. And we need to build us up, ourselves up in our most holy faith, filling our tanks, praying according to the will of God so that we can pre- he can prepare us for the kingdom purpose purposes and um, finish the mission and position us for uh, victory we need to allow him so to work in our lives and so maybe you haven't received your heavenly language maybe you don't pray in the spirit Um, maybe you do maybe you don't do it enough I think the point we really need to understand here and what the Holy Spirit really laid upon my heart is that we need to allow him to be to work in our lives and that he can transcend language. Um, Nicole um, had a um, vocal recital on Saturday, and she stood up there. There was three girls that were going to sing a, a, a Spanish song, and um, it was a worship recital. It was wonderful. And you could tell the Holy Spirit was just so present, and everybody was worshiping the Lord. And she got up there and she said, they're going to sp- sing in Spanish. They're bilingual. And she said, and we, you may not understand what they're going to say, sing, but the Holy Spirit transcends language. And I started thinking about it because I was singing this recital. And I started thinking about it. And, you know, the Holy Spirit transcends off-key notes. You know, he transcends you know, us, our efforts, and what we think we can do. He, When we pray in the Spirit and we pray in English, whatever it may be, if we're being led by His Spirit, He will transcend that. He will go further than we can, our understanding. And um, we want to be in agreement with Him. That's the, I think that's the one thing I want you to take home today. Be led by Him. Let me pray over you. Lord, we just thank you for your spirit. We thank you that, Lord, this was 
your Holy Spirit was given to us so that we didn't have to walk this life out without you. Lord, you knew that, Jesus, you knew you had to leave here so that you could dwell within us, every single one of us. And Lord, you want to empower us, you want to position us, you want to help us, Lord God. And I just pray right now that um, those who have not received a, a heavenly language, Lord God, that you would just pour your spirit out upon those right now. I pray, Father God, for those who have not been um, using this beautiful language that you have given them, Lord, that you would just raise that desire to do so and, and, and dwell with you and be empowered and be lifted up and pray in your spirit. Pray in your will, Lord God. And I pray, Father God, that we would all be led, listening for what you want, positioning us for what you want, Lord God. And I praise you and thank you for all these women, Lord God, and what you're going to do in their lives. In Jesus' name, amen.